Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. I'm glad you're with us today. I hope you find our thoughts as Randy and I share some ideas with you that will stimulate and encourage you to think as a Christian in our years that God has given us, post-retirement or mid-50s or wherever we're at, looking ahead to the rest of our lives. Uh, Randy, I have a concept in my mind. It's a biblical idea. Of course, all that we do, I think, is anchored in the scriptures, but I've been fascinated by a little phrase in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 16, where Paul says this, we have the mind of Christ. Let me say it, we have it. We have the mind of Christ in ourselves by virtue of the Holy Spirit who is planted in us at the moment we trusted Christ. As Jesus said to his disciples, I'm going to send another advocate. Jesus is our first advocate. He was our advocate here on earth. He's our advocate in heaven, but in the fact that he's not here personally, he sent the Holy Spirit, who is our advocate. He's the paraclete. He's the one called beside to help. And through his presence in our lives, I want to go back to Paul, we have now the mind of Christ. Now, I want to think about that just for a second, and then we'll work on this together. Uh, as an aging person, I'm 73. I have the mind of Christ as an aging person. So my question is, whatever your age is, what does it mean to you, to me, to us as an aging population in our church or in our culture, wherever we're at, as Christians, what does it mean to have the mind of Christ? I think one of the things it means, in a negative sense, we resist our culture around us, which does not have the mind of Christ, and says that we as aging people are somewhat irrelevant. Or you have the phrase, the graying of America, uh, as the aging population increases. So I want to come back today and say, we have the mind of Christ in our aging years. What does that look like? And I want to explore some things, but in general, Randy, how do you respond to that? And uh, any thoughts you have as we enter this discussion about having the mind of Christ? Um, Well, I'm fascinated by it, and I want to hear more about your uh, desire to shape that and to help us understand it as a foundation for the idea that you and I and everybody else out there can finish our lives well. You're exactly right. We, we have the mind of Christ as a 70-year-old. We have the mind of Christ as an 80. We have mind of Christ in our 90s. We have the mind of Christ in our marriages and our families with our gifts. We have the mind of Christ. Uh, you know, a couple general things, and then I'll, I'll go into some specifics on this as you and I have chatted about this. You know, for example, uh, Christ had a mission the mind of Christ. He came with a mission. I can detail that a little bit more. But I ask in a general question, what's my mission as an aging person? 
I would think if Christ has a mission, the Holy Spirit has a mission. He has a mission in continuing to help me to become like Jesus. That's my mission, using my gifts, et cetera, all that he has entrusted to me in a missional sense. I have a purpose. I mean, Jesus had a purpose. Jesus had an estimable value. You know, our culture may diminish us as we age, and that's the last podcast we just did. Uh, you know, but we as Christians do, do have a clear value. We are the sons and daughters of God. It just makes all the difference in the world. And, and we as aging believers, you might say, want to continue to submit ourselves to all of God's purposes in and through us for this age, just like Joshua did at age 110. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joseph did the same thing in all of his years in Egypt, the last 60 years of his life, pouring his life into the nation of Israel that was waiting to be delivered there. So th those are some general thoughts. Uh, I have four specific things that I want to share. And Randy, I'm going to stop at each one and we can reflect on it a little bit. There, uh, if I ask the question, when, when Jesus came, what did he have in mind for his disciples? I mean, if he was going to sit down in a lecture hall, and his lecture hall was a life experience for three years. But there's some things that I want to suggest that he came with his mind, and I think about them as an aging person. Number one, he came with an eternal perspective. He saw this world through the lens of eternity. He came from eternity. He came from heaven. He was born as a person, but he came into this world with an eternal perspective. So as he was with his disciples and his miracles and everything, and even in the prayer, uh, Matthew 6, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus came from heaven to give us an eternal perspective on our lives, the value of us, et cetera, et cetera. So giving that message to people in their 70s and 80s, 60s, wherever you are, you know, is an, is an incredible attribute or characteristic of the mind of Christ. Give me your thoughts as you think about that. As we age, that ought to be of utmost top level importance to us in terms of what's on our mind. What can be more important as we begin to approach, if you want to call it that, those last steps on the last lap than the kingdom to come. In other words, where from here is a big topic in any meeting. Where from here? It's a big topic in any discussion in business. It's a big topic in any discussion in our, in our family situations. Where from here? Where from here? Well, we have a where from here. That's what I get out of it, Hal. The where from here has been provided. And if I am able to grasp the value of that, to me, it's almost, it's, it's impossible 
It's overwhelming. It's impossible to grasp how blessed I am and how valuable that is to me. Impossible. But I am so glad I have it. So that perspective changes everything. If that's what you're asking me, what does that do for me? <laughs> that, that changes everything for me. That changes everything. I am not worried about this world and what goes on in it. I'm not worried about it. I'm keeping my eye on the kingdom come. And you know, that whole, that, that thought, Hal, that you gave uh, about that is important for anybody to grasp because it says that, uh, you know, his will is being done in heaven. That's his kingdom. It's his will. And Jesus came here to tell and explain and help us see that we should try to mimic that here on earth. We should try to mimic it if we can, but it will be done in heaven. That's what I see. Well, and it's our task as faithful servants of Christ to actualize that here with our lives as we anticipate not only eternity, but the remaining years of our lives. Yes, to try to grasp it and live it out uh, as best boy. you can. That's our mission, to encourage each other. Let me give you a second characteristic. The first one was having an internal perspective. A second characteristic of Jesus was to teach his disciples how to live by faith. If I could jump to Hebrews 11, the writer of Hebrews says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder rewarder in our aging years and on into eternity of those who live by faith. So it makes a difference whether or not I can embrace the eternal perspective and choose to live it out in my life by faith. The negative illustration is, you know, the disciples were amazed at, at Jesus articulating, you know, his miracles and who he was. <laughs> and they would say, how can this be? And he would respond to them, oh, ye of little faith. You know, so I think God wants to grow our faith about who we are, how we trust him, how we live out that eternal perspective. So our relationships here, our small group or whatever, we are encouraging each other to do Hebrews eleven six, and that is live by faith, which is what Jesus wants us to do. And that is to see the value of our own lives and the Holy Spirit working through us to make a difference here as we live by faith. When we grasp that we have been saved by grace, um, it's overwhelming, isn't it? It's, it is. It's, it's just unimaginable. And one of the challenges that we have as new, if we're new at that, is uh, finding our uh, fi finding our steppage, if you will, along the, the continuum of. I don't know if I can, if I, you know, I need to keep earning that because, because I I'm not that good of a person, <laughs> so I need to keep working on it until I can work my way there. Or the person who says, wow, I've been saved. I can do anything I want. You know, I can throw care to the wind. Uh, the Lord gave grace to help us see that we are saved, not through anything we can do at all. 
It's a gift. That's the amazing part. And but also that with that gift comes accountability to live the message and live the um, the belief. If you you know if you don't have that belief, it's probably hard for anybody to understand what we're saying. But if you do, you understand that it's my job to continue continue the rest of my life to grow in my understanding and my fulfillment of that belief. And so that, that it comes with a, uh, an accountability to myself and to my family and to the, and to my friends and to everybody out there to continue to grow in understanding the amazing grace that I got. And you talk about that a lot, Hal, it's your first essential of finishing well. And so I think we have to continue to grow in our understanding, grow in our depth, grow in our our uh, perspective uh, of it. And you know, I I may have been given the mind of Christ as a new believer, but I don't think I fully understood it and fully grasped it for quite some time. One of the values of being an aging believer who has been been growing at it, if you want to call it that through the roller coaster of life is that you have a better perspective on all that. It's not that you know everything. It's not that you got your ahas to the point where you don't need to think about it anymore. It's the opposite of that. It's that I know I need to keep growing. Good insights, Randy. A third thing that I would uh, point to in Christ's mentality, his mind He came to live as a servant. He says in Mark 10, 45, I am not come to be served, but to serve and give my life as a ransom for many. So that's fascinating to me. The longer I live, the more I'm discovering the importance of how Jesus lived his own life. He came to give it away, not for any benefit of himself, but he came to live for others. And I don't know of anything more challenging in life is to examine my own life. Is it my ego that I'm trying to serve, whether it's in this podcast or finishing well or do whatever I do, or am I here to serve others and really see my life as serving Jesus his eternal perspective, his importance of living by faith in everything I do. I just think it makes all the difference in the world as as it pertains to my motivation for living as honestly as I can. And to have people around me who are continually encouraging me to that end, but to live my life as a servant. You pointed that out over and over in your messaging. Um, and, and if there's anything that finishing well encourages i think it is that we we grow in our understanding of our gifts sometimes that takes some some study and sometimes it takes some reflection um everybody's a little bit different on understanding what it is that you have uh that you can comfortably use and 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 go out and make that difference to somebody else, uh, give it away. But that you do think about how you can give it away. 
give it to somebody. So it it helps us formulate that purpose that we were missing, Hal. It helps it really us. Does. It helps us. If we don't have that, what we have is serving ourselves <laughs> in a uh, a rather uh, you know discouraging, grinding, uh, scattered, meandering process that that we only keep bumping back into. Wow, I'm just, I'm not happy about it. That doesn't work for me, you know, kind of thing, and we get. So we get to the point where we, we, we're totally lost. And those who know that say, you know what? I do, I, I'm not grasping because I'm not searching for that message I need. And therefore, I need to stop and think about it. And I think finishing well asks us as aging people to uh, recall our message that we that we did grasp or to if I'm still struggling, to remember that it's not too late. We have time to uh, devote ourselves to a whole different strategy for our lives if we want to do that, and that is to to live by faith and to go ahead and look for opportunities to give ourselves away. Good insights. Boy, I value how you think with me. Uh, about these these ideas. Let, let me mention the fourth one in closing. Uh, Jesus said this to his disciples, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. How many times did he say to his disciples, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, watch me, listen to what I say, listen to how I interact with people, watch what I do, listen to my heart, Jane, John 15, 15, uh, you're not my slaves. I've called you my friends because I've told you everything that's in my heart. That's Jesus' assessment of friendship. How quickly do others know your heart? How readily are you able to make your heart known to others? So you have this mission of following Christ to be like him. He's our example. Follow me. So you have an eternal perspective, living by faith, being a servant, and following the example of Jesus in everything you do. So that's Paul's assessment of having the mind of Christ, I believe, 1 Corinthians 2.16. So our challenge is to help others develop this Christ-like mindset in their aging years. That fourth concept, just being like Jesus uh, give me some feedback on how you think about that. Now let's wrap it up. We are to remember that we are we are uh, each a child of God, and because of that, and because we are so valuable as that, we have so much going for us. Lord. We do. We have so much going for us if we would allow that to soak in, sink in, and uh, resonate with us. And it doesn't mean that we're going to. I mean, we're not. This is not turn everything upside down, is it, Hal? In our in our lives as a message, but it is to just sort of get clear on the idea that I do, I am a believer, and I do want to follow the Lord's will for me. And so, if I am at all curious, or if I'm at all interested in how that could impact me personally, 
I need to understand that there's a plan that I'm on. I'm a, that plan means I've got to get on the playing field and work it out. It doesn't mean I can work that plan out in the audience or in the stands. I'm not going to be able to do it there. I've got to be on the field and I'm going to be bumping around a little bit on that field, but I can work it out there, but not anywhere else. That's God's playing field. So insightful, Randy. So insightful. So our encouragement as you listen to our thoughts and these words from Scripture is that the Holy Spirit would use them to help you be more on the playing field of your life. You know, our culture says we're diminished. Our culture says we're closer to being finished than anything else. But that's not true scripturally, is it, Randy? I mean, that's, we, we, we have to keep growing, Hal, and and not letting that go and keep understanding even deeper how we can make that difference for other people. So our encouragement in wrapping this up is, is for you personally, in your own life, as you hear these words, you ask yourself this question, am I living the mind of Christ with the life he has given me to live out? You know, I think of Moses, Psalm ninety twelve. so teach me to number my days or my years that I may present to you, O God, a heart of wisdom. You know, and confirm the work of my hands. Verse 17, confirm it again. I have value. God wants to do something through my life. So we ought to be exhorting, encouraging, stimulating each other in these aging years to have the mind of Christ and live it out. And so get a band of people around you. Take this message to your church. Uh, do Have an impact through your lives because that's what God wants to do. Yep. Amen to that. Well, thanks for listening to us. Uh, I hope it's a good investment of eternal perspective of living by faith, of being a servant and following Jesus, because that's our mission as followers of Christ, as those who trust him. And our, our organization's mission is to help us fulfill God's plan for our aging years. And that is to live with the mind of Christ in everything we do in our uh, emotions, in our motives, in our ambitions, and to use this life for all of God's purposes. So extend the message, share it, uh, encourage us. If you have ideas uh, that you'd like us to address, send them to us. Go to our podcast, spread this news amongst your church, your friends, and hey, we need to listen to more of this. And uh, you'll be blessed and you'll bless us as well. So thanks for being with us today. May God bless you. We're praying for you that we would maximize his purposes in our life. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.